2: Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death, and is scheduled for one oh. yeah. We're coming now. Welcome to Wrestling Daft, The marks, killing from labour, weighing in at 179 pounds. It's went up a wee bit since uh, the coronavirus. I'm. George- I was going to
0: say you've been the same weight for many weeks. So. <laughs> <like, laughs> when did well you start quite- measuring yourself every week?
2: It has, it has. <laughs> uh, I'm John, producer of Wrestling Daft, that is Big Alex, who is bigger than Tazawa's Ninja Army, and with us... Well, wait, 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 wait.
0: Oh. Have you seen the Big Ninja in Dizawa's Army? Take that back immediately. I'm nowhere near the size of the Big Ninja in Dizawa's Army.
1: Seven foot three, just to be precise. I'm almost an entire <laughs>
0: foot smaller than that man,
2: John. <laughs> and that man there is breaking more stories than Taylor Swift breaks hearts. It's sports Kid Gary
1: Cassidy. Well, uh, after that reference, John, I tell you, we are never getting back together. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> he loves a
2: pun as well. He loves a pun as well. Now, Gary, let's let's just put Gary over this week because you mentioned in <laughs> just about every bit of wrestling press I've certainly read. What is
1: the big story that you've broken this week? Um, the major one yesterday, the one that actually got me props uh, from people rather than just saying, you know, this journalist is getting worked by whoever's giving him sources. Uh, which the first one I'll mention was the Matt Riddle one uh, about Baron Corbin not wanting to not wanting to put him over straight away, essentially, wanting to have five enhancement talent uh, matches beforehand. That's the one that people were like, this guy's getting worked by whoever's giving them uh, stories. But the big one, the big news, is based on a WWE release recently, um, back in April, obviously, a load of people got released, managed to uncover where two of the talents are going to go, that sounds more impressive than it is because it's two talents that are a tag team and they're going to the same place. Um, but it's uh, Anderson and Gallows. And I managed to uncover yesterday that they, and I don't think it is a great surprise, but they are not AEW bound. They are possibly New Japan bound, but they're definitely Impact Wrestling bound. And the contract they have at Impact Wrestling when they, they've either signed it already or they've signed a pre-contract or verbally agreed or whatever. But as a done deal, they're definitely going to Impact. No matter what happens when they're there, they're allowed to work New Japan. So that's pretty big news.
2: That makes that makes a lot of sense. Uh, we expect them to debut at Slammiversary. Did your
1: sources reveal that? I got told on or after uh, July 18th, which is, you know, obviously it's going to be on or after that, because it's the first thing that happens after their non-competes end. So I think we'll see them at Slammiversary. Yeah. Uh, since you are the journal, like
0: would you care to comment on the, the substance there? The supporting rumor, which is TNA, are considering bringing back the Aces and Eights stable.
1: I actually thought of that um, because I'm sure. I think it was only earlier this year. D'Lo Brown said that they were going to do Aces and Eights stuff again. Now there was like, oh, there was like oh, a video of oh, D-Lo, like D'Lo, and he had the
0: vest on a jacket <laughs> in the background quite ah. recently as well. And
2: do we need that? Do we need that?
0: I Depends mean, I would like it. it. I would like it. <laughs> like, I mean, I wasn't, I kind of hated the angle when it was going on, but what I really did like was the way that once they did the reveal that they obviously didn't know they were going to do originally, the way they tied everything together in like a little four piece YouTube video package. I think it's called The Rise of Bully Ray or something. I'd actually recommend going and watching it.
2: The other big game news, and we're sitting here recording this on a Tuesday evening. We were hoping to have big news. There's been news circulating, there's a big announcement from NXT UK. At this point, at quarter to six on Tuesday evening, we do not have that news yet. Gary, there was rumours about it being shut down, but I think you can put that to bed, can't you?
1: So I'm going to stick my neck out on the line here because I know that this podcast will probably go out after whatever news is broken, and I may look like an absolute jabroni if uh, this does happen.
0: This could be the end of Gary's (laughs) (laughs) story.
1: Let's put over Gary and Biriam in the same segment. Uh, I like this. But yeah, as far as I know, up until this weekend, it was definitely still a case of, no, we're going to keep going with it. Um, So I've no idea what the announcement is. I still think, you know, and again, this is the kind of thing that will probably be out there before people hear me talking about it, but we might not actually get an announcement because all that's currently known at this time is there's an internal call with all talent needed to to attend. So it could be anything. It could be, you know, an update on what they're going to do going forward. It could be an updated plan. Obviously, we know in the UK a lot of plans have been pushed back a bit, so uh, it could be that. But aye, the, the I outside one is that they got folding. a new dog and they wanted to share it with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, the proper outside bet is that they could be folding. But myself, Alex McCarthy of TalkSport, who we're going to mention a wee bit later as well in the news, and a few other people have said that as far as they know and as far as I know, that's not the case. So I might end up looking like a fool by the time this airs, but hopefully John can sneak in and edit it, if so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll be leaving it in, don't you worry. <laughs> uh, but uh, listen, that, that's good news, because obviously there's a lot of guys and girls over there you know, that have been out with this Speaking Out movement, relying on that for the, their income, for their jobs. So fingers crossed that it isn't the, the doomsday that everybody was expecting it to be, and it is just something as simple as, we're returning to TV really soon, so... English British sport. wrestling needs some positivity this week. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so this week uh, we'll have all the latest news reviews uh, from the wrestling world, and back by unpopular demand, it's Alex's new feature, Turning Japanese, where he encourages the embrace the world of Japanese wrestling.
0: We all got. Did, to... did I not get one positive review back last uh, week? Thank you very much, John. You, you did. <laughs> Shout He'll out a... to that man. <laughs>
2: Shout out to Neil Gow, one of our patrons, to who said, good to hear New Japan uh, getting its own section on the show. Uh, the New Japan Cup and G1 seasons are absolutely the right time to get into it as they've generally been excellent
1: shows on almost a daily basis. So there you let's, are. Let's count that as this week's Turn Japanese segment and Alex doesn't need to do it now, later on.
0: <laughs> I've got to so, check if John's done his homework though.
1: <laughs> we'll do that later on on Fantasy Booking Island. Alex is
2: in charge again this week. He's always in charge. Uh, what, are too, well. right, what are we going to be booking? Keeping it
0: Japanese themed too as well. Right, what we are going to be booking, Alex? This one's a little bit of a shout out to John and his eternal love story with Akira Tazawa. So <laughs> the challenge this week is to book the Ninja Squad and I've also requested a name which could make or break the booking. Oh,
2: God. mine's going to be broken then. We'll find out how me and Gary get on against each other on that later on. Uh, we're going to be putting over stuff from all this week's shows. Uh, but first, it's time to cut a promo. I have a lot of things I want to get off my chest. Right, Alex and Gary, I- I'm fed up this week. I've had it. Jim Ross has got to get new patter. <laughs> Jim Ross has to get new patter. You don't I need to go any further now already. I agree with you, so you've, you've got me sold. <laughs> have, have you been watching AEW recently? Every time I switch on AEW, I hear this line. That guy's tougher than a $2 steak. <laughs> <laughs> he has said it on every episode of AEW over the last few months. It's like that drunk uncle who tells the same joke over and over and over when you meet him at a, a family party. He tells that joke and you hear the first thing, <laughs> that's quite funny. Then you go back to the same family party. He's back with the same joke again. You give a sight snod a, a smile. <laughs> then you hear it again and again and again. And it's just, there's just no need. So I'd just like to cut a pro, uh, promo on Jim Ross and say, get new part of Jim. Right now, we've got a whole host of Wrestling Daft merch options for you on our website, shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. host of stuff up there you can get lots of t-shirts with lots of designs with catchphrases from the show such as i'm a mark which i am wearing today if you're watching the youtube version you'll see that and gary's also wearing that very t-shirt as well in black and you'll get chips cheese and donner meat which alex is wearing today which you'll be able to see if you're on the video version of this right now and you also get things up there like Alexa versus Gradle when he said, Alexa, who is Graham Steve Lee. I'm a wrestler, Tay, Margaret the other thing, they're all up there. Plus, we've got a load, loads and other stuff as well. We've got hoodies, bum bags, you name it, we've got a trucker caps. So, get on. Oh, uh, see, after you said stores. this last week, John,
0: <laughs> I, I went hunting for an item that I really wanted, and I can't really blame you for this. I have to blame Spreadshirt. They didn't have it. So, oh, you can obviously, by months, I want a wrestling daft teapot a wrestling <laughs> right okay they don't do custom teapots I was right. very very disappointed
2: I will I will request that from Spreadshirt and that's the website you need to visit right now shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestlingdaft get all that cool stuff up there now and if you do buy some, send us a pic so we can feature you on the show and put you up in entire our Hall of Fame so get on board now shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestlingdaft and you can look as cool as all us in our t-shirts Right, it's time to move on to the newest feature in the wrestling daft podcast world. It's turning Japanese as Alex tries to convince us all to watch New Japan. What's been
1: happening this week, Alex?
0: Well, welcome back to the dojo. But before we talk about current events, have you boys done your
1: homework? Yep, I rewatched uh, it because I really wanted to rewatch it after you mentioned it. So
2: I might have
1: done <laughs> it. Uh, Gary's obviously done
2: it. <laughs> Sorry, I missed it. this. Was to watch? We were forced to. No, sorry. I'll rephrase that. <laughs> we were asked to watch uh, A. G. Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura we at uh, Wrestle Kingdom
0: Ten. And... Oh, what a task that was! What a horrible sorry, thing sorry. to make someone watch, yeah? I know, I, I... especially a wrestling fan. You poor yeah. bugger, having to watch one of the greatest, arguably the greatest matches of all time.
2: Right. Okay. I apologise, Alex. I apologise, Gary. Did you enjoy it watching it again?
1: Yep, Uh, I keep saying it where the the AJ Styles-Nakamura match we got on SmackDown a few weeks ago is the best match they've had in WWE. Um, The Wrestle Kingdom match is the best match they've had, full stop. Absolutely. And you even
0: get to miss AJ Styles coming out in like a full-on Bullet Club lucha mask, which is pretty
1: The one thing that I took from it, though, is I couldn't take my eyes off it, you know, because I I always think the the weirdest thing, if you compare Japanese wrestling to any other wrestling, is the crowd. So if you're watching stuff for weeks with no crowd, to watching a quiet, like <laughs> almost apologetic crowd that just applauds lightly, it was like that was very strange. Going back to watch it,
0: like it's not been that weird watching the New Japan Cup with no crowd. You it's know. not been that weird. <laughs> I like, mean, oh, ch- you ch- you miss it like halfway through some of the matches. Like it's really weird watching an Akada match without the oh
1: god, oh
0: kind of coming around from the crowd and the claps and stuff. But it's 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 not it's not as substantially different as WWE and AEW.
2: So, talking of the Cup, Alex, uh, what should we be watching this week and what's been happening?
0: Well, this week we had the first set of the second round matches, so we're starting to get the quarter set. We had uh, Ishii going over Maccabi. we had Tanaha Takahashi, because there's a Takahashi and a Tanahashi, but we'll get to that, uh, going over Toriano, which is like their comedy character, which was quite a little entertaining match. Uh, we had um, Taiji Ishimori of the Bullet Club going over uh, Kanawaru, and then we had... Okada going over at Nagata, and Nagata's like one of their old veterans in quite a, quite an interesting kind of submission-orientated match. So it's setting up some pretty good next round matches. So we have ta- uh, Tomohiro Ishii, who's, like, who's called the Stone Pitbull, who's essentially about five foot six, and is just this little tough Japanese bald man who's like an absolute beast in the ring against their light heavyweight champion, who is Harumu Takahashi, who's had some amazing matches with your Will Ospreys and your... Um, <laughs> like Marty Sculls and all the flippy dudes from down there. And it's potentially setting up an Akada an Tanahashi semi-final, which could be amazing because it's one of the most decorated heavyweights against one of their most decorated light heavyweights. So that could be really interesting. But I will segue on to what I'd like to talk about this week, which is the man himself, Kazuchika Akada. So he's someone that you kind of have to understand is the modern day king of New Japan. Kind of took over... Uh, He kind of started out in New Japan when he was a mere 16. He came up through the dojo as one of their young lions, was trained by Ultimo Dragon, did a tour of the US in which essentially broke the New Japan TNA relationship about 10 years ago because of how bad TNA booked him. They essentially made him uh, Samojo's little Green Hornet style assistant and made him wear the mask like uh, Okado from the Green Hornet. It was, it was pretty brutal. <laughs> After that, he came back to New Japan and they gave him the character of the Rainmaker, which was like kind of arrogant, up-and-coming, cocky superstar. He quickly took the belt off Tanahashi, dropped it again to him, then became the youngest ever G1 winner, has since racked up five IWGP wins, multiple G1 Climax wins, loads of Match of the Years. Dave Meltzer has given him every award under the sun. He's probably actually Dave Meltzer's favourite wrestler. I think he gave him the what was it, most outstanding wrestler of the decade award that they did this year, I believe. So he's just the most amazing storyteller in a match. Like there's always something built around, like what I mentioned earlier with his previous match that was kind of bent around, built around him trying to essentially tap out the old veteran. And he just wanted to tap him out. He didn't want to pin him. So it's some of the best wrestling you'll ever watch. So John, your homework this week
2: Right, will do it.
0: 2017 match of the year. And the first bout between him and Kenny Omega. Right. People are exactly. going to call it a cop out as it's an obvious Akada match, but it's still my favourite. And it's yeah. definitely my favourite of the trilogy.
2: I hear lots of people talking about this match and I've never watched it. So I will definitely, definitely go back and watch that. Now, Akada, just for me,
0: is he's almost like the Cena of New Japan? Is, that, is that, Am I right in saying that? He's the most recent Cena. I'd compare Cena a lot more to Tanahashi, if I'm right, honest. Right, Tanahashi, right, okay. But well, okay. Tanahashi's like, he's the, like, you know, you see the pictures of the older Japanese man with beautiful hair. Yeah. That's Tanahashi. Right. So if Tanahashi used to be, that was a bit more of the John Cena. He, Akata's more of uh, a, a successful Roman Reigns. Right. <laughs> if, if, like, he's what Roman Reigns would be if they'd managed to book him successfully, essentially. Right. Okay, okay. I'll well, really two, to... more, two more reasons to love Okada that I forgot to mention. Right, go. One, he is the greatest luminous jacket ever. And two, he does a spinning pile driver. A spinning Tombstone tile driver, John. Not a regular one. A spinning one. Oh,
2: right. Okay, I will get all over that. Um, we're turning
0: Japanese.
2: Thanks to Alex.
0: And see if you don't watch that match, I'm going to force you to watch the one hour draw between Okada and Omega.
2: I'll watch that match. <laughs> cool. Right, let's go. It's cool
1: so every week we go
2: through the big wrestling shows and basically buddy and put over all the stuff from it now at this point we normally invite a mark on to help us on but we normally get them on to do Smackdown and pretty much fuck all happened on Smackdown this week so we're just going to get Gary to do it instead because he watches everything so let's we crack on we know who on. we've got to
0: blame for the lack of action on Smackdown
2: yes <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll get to that as well when we do it. Um, right, let's crack on then. Let's cut straight to Wednesday nights and AEW with Alex.
0: Well, it was the usual daily's place extravaganza. We had Wardlow doing his best Brock Lesnar impression and trying to one-up him by adding an extra five to the F5 uh, during a very inappropriately timed ladder match. Do you know Why are you having a ladder match during a pa- uh, sorry, not a ladder match, a lumberjack match?
2: Yes. Why are you having
0: a lumberjack match during a pandemic. I mean, that's just a bit silly. And we even had Orange Cassidy magiced a pair of sunglasses out of thin air at the end of the show. But getting into it, one thing, the first thing I want to put over this week is it's a particular moment from the, um, the best friends, Kenny Omega, Adam Page promo. So there was a nice little bit of back and forth with both teams talking about their relationships and starting to trash talk the other. Trent also had a bit of a hole in his crotch, which was slightly... Questionable. Why did you wear those jeans when you knew you were going to be recording a promo sitting down on a step? But the bit I specifically want to put over was just at the end when Adam Page looks dead into the camera and says in a very deadpan way We'll see you two weirdos at Fighter Fest. And it was just the most kind of beautiful ending a beautiful play on Adam Page's current kind of character Now I need to kind of be a bit harsh here with my berry because I kind of liked the idea of it and the direction but I didn't particularly like the execution. I'm talking about what I have behind me which was the, um, which was the kind of press conference way in between Jake Hager and Cody. I, I really like the idea of it, I like them trying to do something a bit different with building the match but I felt they just, just did not hit home in any way for me. The Cody promo was a bit weird and awkward. The guy standing behind him with the belt just felt really kind of out of place the whole time. Why was Ali with them as well? I don't understand because QT wasn't there, but Ali was there, It doesn't really make any sense to me in that point. And then they had that little kind of punch moment with Jake and then Jake's wife just being a bit of a bimbo. And it just didn't really hit home for me, which is a bit of a shame. You don't Adam think- And uh, Dustin Rhodes wearing face paint while wearing a suit. <laughs> It was just a couple of little questionable bits of that. Like, I hope they keep trying this. Like, one of my favourite parts of New Japan is their kind of, the way they do, like, the press conferences after the match and stuff. And introducing this kind of more sports feel is very AW, and I think it's what we're all really enjoying about it. as a, And it's what's separating... It I think it's AW. better than a
2: contract signing that kind of thing.
0: Aye. Yeah, like...
2: Because something different.
0: It's a good idea, but I think they can just do it a little bit better. Like, it kind of felt a little bit... A little bit similar to that kind of Jake Arn promo they had a couple of weeks ago. That everything just didn't feel right.
2: Yeah. So what, about Cody, what about Cody's red suit? It looks like he should have been working at Butlins. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's,
0: it's 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 his fashion choice has been considerably questionable over the past number of years. The man that, needs uh, a new new gimmick other than the suit and the, the tie and stuff. I'm not that big a fan. Do
2: you think? I think he's come across really healy. I mean, he's obviously the biggest baby face in the company, but the last wee while he's coming across quite healy to me. But maybe it's just me.
0: Yeah, it's kind of he's gone beyond. He's kind of going into arrogance now, isn't he? From self yeah. confidence almost, which is. But at the same time, you know, we know it's 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 good that he's got kind of a grounded reality of his own place on the card. Yeah. Again, self booking. Um, my my put over this week, a particular wrestler who I actually, who they mentioned through the show was the first time they've wrestled on Dynamite. Sonny Kiss. Now I'm going to give you multiple reasons why, but the last one is by far the most important. First of all, him and Janelle is a tag team, gelling really well. A couple of tag team moves. They're kind of Janelle is putting in the hairband to match Sam, uh, to match Sonny and his beautiful assless chaps that he wears to the right <laughs> We had a bit of an awkward moment when Excalibur said something along the lines um, that said something like Brody's just tossed him off because like Brody Lee threw him off him. That was just, <laughs> it hit home a little bit close for me. But now I want you both to remember that what I'm about to say is coming from a 30 year old straight man, right? Sonny Kiss has the best ass in all of wrestling, male or female, <laughs> quite <a bit. laughs> And that's the main reason the boy's getting put over.
1: Can
0: I argue with that? Um,
2: <laughs> no arguments from here. No arguments. Yeah, yeah. I can't it's, think of a
0: better ass. Yeah, it's it was phenomenal, and I know that maybe this isn't the time to bring this up after me too and speaking out, but I hope that it's I am being one hundred percent complimentary here and hopefully not weird in any way.
1: But no, do you know where well, they need to go? Where they need they need 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 to have Sonny Kiss versus Belly Gun. Yeah, that is there. You go, totally ass man match. Salted. I'm totally up for that,
0: and it's like yeah, it's it's good the way they're portraying him as like a. As himself, they're not giving yeah. any borderlines in the way, and obviously, Brandy's always said from the start they're trying to be very inclusive. So, having a prominent LGBT character, I think, is great for the show. Great they've the obviously
2: got Nyla, they've got Nyla as well. So, yeah, Nyla as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. so
0: it's really good, really good for wrestling. Um, is that you done your buddies and You got, yeah, because I was, I was going to stick with Jen Louise this okay. week, I was sticking with the JLS, man. Sticking with the JLS, yeah, oh. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Well, um, but... match tonight? It's FTR versus SCU now, because FTR got very close to being put over this week for literally turning up in a truck. But then I discovered that they've named one of their moves the Vegematic, which is just a rung below the Goodnight Express for me. So they don't get a put up or put over for that. And the real reason we all know this was my favorite match of the night was because the Lucha Brothers returned at the end.
2: Yeah. No, I was it was decent Well, I noticed that actually NXT beat um, AEW in the ratings this week quite significantly. It was quite I
0: considerable like. at well. It was quite actually.
2: considerable. And I actually uh, going on to NXT now with me, um I didn't think it was a brilliant NXT show, despite the, what I
0: mean I mean was nearly as strong as last week's.
2: No, I mean the main event list, I mean the main event uh the, the theory between um Keith Lee, Johnny Gargano and Finn Balor was takeover worthy, you know, but the rest of the show around it Struggled a wee bit this week. I it's interesting
1: there. that that's where the swing and viewers came, particular at the time because you two will obviously be bidding and putting over the next two weeks, which is Fighter Fest and Great American Bash. Yeah, so it's an interesting time for it to swing. I will be interested to see how it goes in the next
2: week. Well, um, so let's start off with the, the put overs. Um, what am I going to go for here? I think I've got to go with the fact they put over Santos Escobar Queen. Um, you know, they, they're establishing this, uh, what we we're referring to on the show as the cartel. Well, have they cart- not called
0: themselves the, the the legacy of El Fantasma. Yeah,
2: it's the legacy of El fantasma But I think it was, a you know, a really good move to put him over. You know, he had obviously had the two on the outside, but they put him over Queen um, against Jake Atlas, which I thought was... A good move on their part because they need to establish it. Atlas got a lot of offense in to be in fairness to them actually, but the fact they put them over Queen, I thought that that's a good sign. That things going forward, and they should go on as a team to to dominate that division. I think
0: obviously. Do you, do you think this is them preparing for the end of the undisputed era?
2: I think potentially that might come as that might come, and the the, the, the uh, they might move the UE up into the main roster. Um just and then have those guys run as the kind of main stable.
0: Well See, you know it would be great if Dexter Loomis just like I don't know just somehow kidnaps all of UE and then they're never seen in NXT again <laughs> I mean, there's something to do with Dexter Loomis writing them off TV
2: well let's get on to the buddies then on the UE front um I I get what they're trying to do on undisputed Air and they're trying to show that they've got this comic kind of side of them as well and I, I think i buried it slightly last week or the week before it just for me doesn't work the whole the making roddy strong look really weak with this kind of being scared the Dexter to loomis and and running away from him after this whole boot incident and stuff like that strong's better than that and i, I don't think they should i have to say strong doing it is exceptional it's just it's it's been quite entertaining but I think with the way Undisputed Era have been presented, I don't think it's the right move. If you know what I mean, despite it being really entertaining, I just don't think it should be presented that way. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. Um, a slight honorary mention as well to the Duke and Duchess of Doom and the use of alliteration. <laughs> I cut a promo on it a couple of weeks ago. The fact that WWE are just alliterating everything. So now, Carrying uh, Cross and Scarlet are the Duke and Duchess of Doom. For fuck's sake. Anyway, another put over we 'll move on uh, talking of carrying cross uh, going to put him over. I thought um that was the right pairing to make, putting him against Bronson Reed, two massive guys, you know they weren 't just putting them against enhancement talent, they put him against a guy who looks almost bigger than carrying Cross, and Bronson Reed, I think will go on to to be one of the mainstays in that division he 's the the next kind of Keith Lee. Upcoming guy, I think he'll do really, really well.
0: It's difficult to compare any big man to Keith Lee. It's it difficult. Like Keith, to... The way Keith Lee moves, it's you're. It's a very, very special type of big man. Absolutely, but I thought it was a smart move
2: putting him up against Karrion Cross and making Karrion Cross again look like a beast. And I think it's going to be a hot shot up to the main roster rather than you know have him hanging about in NXT because they, you know, that's money. He's just money. That intro. The way he works, the ring, Scarlett—that's just money. And you know, when WWE in a place with they're devoid of maybe heels, like of Brock Lesnar, main shooting him up to the main roster, and having him run run as as, as a main heel—I think is a no-brainer to me. But um and yeah, main the main um it has to be match of the night as well. I think um, that was a takeover level. Um, match that they they gave away for free on on telly so yeah Keith Lee, Gargano, Balor good seeing obviously Keith Lee won and is going on to to, I would say that this is the the turning point and Keith Lee will unify the the championships unless there's some sort of mad interference or something like that I think it's going to be Keith Lee uh, holding both the belts
0: What do you feel about the actual unification? Do you feel they're just kind of doing something for ratings? Because it feels like this has just come out of nowhere really
2: I don't know. I, I, I mean, I've got a feeling they will unify the belts, but then how they proceed with getting them dropped. They might, they might
0: drop the North American title now that they have the Cruiserweight Championship. They may be feeling that they oh, don't I- have enough time to have it on the show anymore, and this is a good way to write it off because it's really difficult to squeeze in your main event, your mid-card, your Cruiserweight, and your tag, and your yeah. like a two-hour show, and you're also trying to show developmental talent. It's too much for one show. Potentially.
2: Potentially, yeah, that's a good shout, Alex. Um, right, let's move on to SmackDown then, and Gary's going to be very quick with this because there wasn't much going on with it.
1: Incredibly quick, but sadly, SmackDown, I'm not doing the GLS. But I'm doing the GLS. Um, SmackDown, though, everything is super quick because three of the four points are for the same segment. Right. Um, so, firstly, I'm putting over the Undertaker. I don't think you need to say any more on that. They've done quite a good job in terms of the fact that they didn't have anything really in the way of content just because of everything that's happened. So we did essentially get an Undertaker tribute show. Um, but, you know, we just got to watch highlights of Undertaker's career. We got to see the Boneyard match. We got to see a load of legends talking about him like we've seen in the last ride. It was brilliant. Um, and it just reinforced how brilliant Undertaker is. And I think the ratings also reflected that, which is weird considering it was a highlight show. But I'm betting WWE superstars thanking Undertaker. I absolutely hated the start of the show where they had everybody on the stage chanting thank you, Taker. Corny, rubbish, horrific. And for me, I think devalues when they actually do use the segments where they have superstars on the stage addressing something like a death. Uh, So for me, I just absolutely hated that one thing. Um, My other bitty is joint to that, because the fact we had to have every superstar on the stage at that point, they were socially distancing, um, but they had every superstar on the stage at that point, and then it seemed like every superstar that was on the stage at that one point was in every single segment. They had like, what was it, a six-man or eight-man tag team match, they then had like a fatal four-way, it seemed, and then they had a lumberjack match, it was like you're just having as many people Around the ring or in the ring, as you can, which is a bad message to send at this time. So yeah. I absolutely hated that. Um, you know, Alex mentioned the the lumberjack match, exact same thing for me. I just watched it and I went, "How tone deaf is this?" <laughs> it's just yeah. no good. Yeah. Especially <laughs> like, there's so
0: many like I wouldn't even say that either of the the lumberjack matches used the stipulation particularly
1: well. well. Definitely like, didn't. That was completely pointless. Uh, the, the only reason for the one that they had. On SmackDown was to have Baron Corbin take a few uh, a few finishers, which is my final put over WWE, continuing with the bad luck Baron story. Uh, six years and 45 weeks remain and I hope (laughs) they don't have him win in that time because they are doing a brilliant job of just making him look like a fool and he's doing a great
0: job of looking like a fool man to keep track of that (laughs) every couple of months you've just got to be like come on WWE we haven't seen a bad luck Corbin segment yet come on
1: (laughs) (laughs) there's our November one so match match oh sorry I was going to say match of the night um, isn't even a match It's on the card it was the Boneyard match
2: Brilliant. <laughs> That's how good the matches were, that were on the card. Great. All right. Okay, let's move on to Raw from last night then. Gary, I've just
1: read brief reports on it. What happened? I was going to appease you with my first put over because I heard Akira Tozawa's tension three times during Raw. Excellent. Um, but I decided I'm not putting that over because we're going to talk about Tozawa enough. So for me, the, the first put over was the very start of the show. They started with the contract signing, which I normally hate because, you know, there's no need. But they started uh, by having the camera in the ring, and Samoa Joe was just about to talk, and he was kind of mid-talking, and uh, everybody was in the ring already, beating lumps at each other. So it was kind of, you know, it blurs that line. Obviously, we all know wrestling's predetermined. I'm, I'm not, you know, ruining Christmas for anybody here by saying that. But the fact they made it feel more real by having just everybody beating lumps at each other, they couldn't wait for the show to start to do that. And then it was that thing I mentioned last week, with the hooks get into the commercial breaks and stuff like that. This was a perfect example of that. Everybody in the segment was great. Samoa Joe obviously is amazing on the mic. Sasha Banks was brilliant. She was a highlight for the full show. Ask Andrew together. It ended up in a mixed tag team match as well, which was great. So that full segment was brilliant. Um, the berry, as I said, I'm only going for one berry here, but there's a lot in the berry. The Viking Raiders, and they weren't even doing anything useless this time. They lost to Andrade and Angel Garza, and then Andrade and Angel Garza lost to the Big Show. So, what does that show, the Viking Raiders? Uh, and not only that, the Big Show cut a promo on Angel Garza and Andrade and called them Angel and Garza. So, it was just a mess. Or, in that, that full segment, was an absolute mess. And all of this is forgetting. To- Why
0: would I you do that? Just, I mean, it's amazing that like, this is what all the wrestlers that want to get put over should do go and write a show and send it to Netflix.
1: <laughs> it is literally to get to Big Show Randy Orton That's the full reason for this But I'm like, the Viking Raiders didn't need to be The people that you put in that position There's a lot neither of people Gar- you, neither
2: know. Gazzan, you know, these are These are stars that they're trying to build at the moment So yeah. why would you have the Big Show Run over them after the beating it just makes no sense, man Jesus I
0: thought Vince's big punching bags at the moment were uh, Ricochet and Cedric Alexander So that's, that's who you send out for that segment
2: I know, yeah. God Almighty! And poor,
1: poor Ricky Shane, poor, yeah, poor Ricky Alexander, Alexander yeah. and uh, and Brendan Vink and Shane Thorne oh, yeah, where are they gone? Jesus, and what was match tonight, mate? Oh, sorry, I had one final Some put over as, as well. Um, I just the complete the GLS, and with this one, I'm going for one specific thing. Peyton Royce's new finisher's brilliant. She what is like, it? Um, so she done a setup move into it, which was like a kind of. It was like an Enziguri, but it wasn't an Enziguri. Um, I missed what it was actually called. But the actual finisher is similar to you remember Gold Dust's old one? Uh, so it's like a corkscrew brain buster. All right, yeah, yeah. It's absolutely brilliant. Uh, so I wasn't expecting it, and I was just like, oh, that's probably my favorite finisher in wrestling right now. <laughs> just absolutely amazing. And she's just brilliant in the ring as well. I think, the iconics, I think
2: actually the Iconics as a tag team in the ring are really good. I was, uh, was it last week we were facing um, Bailey, Bailey and Sasha last week yeah. I watched and I, yeah. I, I just watched them I thought, they're really decent in the ring, really, really good.
0: I and mean, they make the female matches sound like a female tennis match, which I find quite
2: interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the good the thing about the Iconics is the, the only real tag team in that. Tag team division. I mean, all everybody, every other female tag team has come in as single competitors that have just been forced into a tag team, but they've come in as a tag team. And, you know, we need more of that, I think. We need more of that rather than just two single competitors being thrown together. Come in as a tag team. And that's how they need to build that women's tag team division if they want going forward for me. But hey,
1: we'll wait and see. Uh, so, a nightmare. Uh, it was Big Show versus... No, I'm kidding on. It <laughs> was um, uh, For me, it had to be... Uh, there was a lot of good matches, but for me, it had to be Asuka and Drew McIntyre against Dolph Stigler and Sasha Banks. It was just really entertaining, and all four of them were brilliant in the ring, so it yeah. was just uh, a brilliant match.
2: Yeah, and the hints that I'm assuming the, the Extreme Rules has obviously been booked, and they're booking it as the horror show now. I hear the Extreme Rules... What the hell is that, by the way? Did expl- was there any explanation, or was it just... It was like the greatest show... The greatest match ever, it wasn't explained, it was just like, extreme rules, horror show.
1: There is no explanation as far right. as I know, because the, the match we're getting, it's the gimmick match, is the, um so this was also announced on SmackDown, but I've completely glossed over it. It is a swap match, not for the title, between Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt, but it's obviously old school Bray Wyatt, the, um, the, you know, fireflies, Wyatt family. So it's it's not, there's, there the, the title's not on the line, no? The title's not on the line so, <laughs> so that, I could have buried that as well but I did not really want to put three buries in there oh, <laughs> he's the winning that match essentially
2: <laughs> <laughs> has Vince just been watching films while well, he's been stuck in lockdown he's just <laughs> been watching films like so he's been watching the you know the greatest showman with his uh, grandkids you know said oh that's a great idea for wrestling
1: we'll call it the greatest match ever and we'll theme it around the greatest showman and all that sort of stuff I can't wait for a uh, summer slam cloudy with a chance of meatballs I think that's going to be brilliant
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, remember you can get all your buddies and putovers into Rab and gradle for this week's show uh, on Friday get them in at Twitter on Twitter at Wrestling Daft on Instagram at Wrestling Daft Podcast and just Wrestling Daft on Facebook
1: with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere
0: dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom
2: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
0: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions
0: apply. See website for details. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> bad news. Bad news.
2: The wrestling news
1: with Gary Cassidy. Hi, Gary. Alex's face. Alex's face is uh, completely solemn now. He's not laughing in any way. It might be. i got
0: It just kind of goes over my head now. The <laughs> best jingle on the show,
2: man. It's the best <laughs> jingle on the show. Um,
0: it's the only, um, only jingle on the show. It it
2: it? It's the only <laughs> jingle on the show. Um, what has been happening, Gary? Because you've been breaking the news this week. Uh, with the Gallows and Anderson stuff,
1: what else has been happening aside from that? So obviously we mentioned earlier that Gallows and Anderson are Impact bound, but the biggest news of the week, which I didn't expect, is that someone has left Impact. Um, not only that, a few people have. Obviously we mentioned uh, last week that Joey Ryan and Dave Christ have left. Uh, after that, Michael Elgin's suspension has turned into him no longer working for the company. But then the most surprising one. Their most recent world champion, I was going to say current world champion, but she's not anymore, Tessa Blanchard, gone. Um, and this apparently came from her refusing to work an event that was going to be after the date that she had left the company and also refusing to send a uh, promos for Slam Aversary as well. So <laughs> the big the big talking point, the thing everyone's been asking, Tessa Blanchard, where's she going next? Um, you know, everyone's saying, oh, it's got to be a WWE or AEW. Obviously that's what it does look like. If she's leaving impact, then that would be the most like uh, the most likely place for her to go is one of those two. She was almost at WWE a few years ago. She didn't get signed because of apparently attitude issues. Uh, and obviously, since then, she's been accused of racial slurs, bullying. So it doesn't seem like those attitude issues have gotten much better. Um, and for me, the one thing I always take is that for media calls, Triple H mentions attitude is just as important as ability. So I don't know how far uh, they'd be willing to take a risk. But Alex McCarthy of Talk Sport that we mentioned earlier as well, he put out an exclusive on this, uh, saying that they are the front runners WWE to sign Tessa Blanchard. And a little note on that was apparently AEW aren't interested at all, which is odd considering her father works there. Um, so I think it's a case of who's got more pull. Is it, uh, it going to be Tully Blanchard or Charlotte Flair, who definitely wants her in WWE? It's going to be an interesting one. Um, for me, I've got no idea where she's going to sign because like we said, attitude issues. It's a, it's a big thing. It's a lot bigger than uh, trying to get somebody to be a better worker. So. I mean, Do she'll, we, she'll, she'll, she'll start Can she turn up tomorrow or does she have... like? Yeah, a- yeah. Um, No, 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 no compete because what? she... Our, our contract was almost at an end anyway and then that was it, just cut ties. So she could literally turn up at any point. So Fighter Fest and Great American Bash look like good, don't they? <laughs> I, I mean, you you think with the baggage that she
2: certainly, I mean, from all accounts, she seems a bit of a dick, to use a bit of a phrase. Life. She
0: seems a bit of a dick. Well, that's the The episode, guys. Producer Mac, <laughs> Tessa Blanchard's a dick.
2: Yeah, no, she does. She does I mean, a, if AEW are saying they don't want her and Tully Blanchard works there, that kind of says something for you. But I guess, I mean, she. I can't see her appearing on NXT. She's surely going to be put onto the main roster because they're, they're already, obviously, Mercedes Martinez is coming up through NXT and they're promoting her at the moment. So do you think he, you, they would just stick her on into right. straight into the main roster? Maybe, maybe because Charlotte's
1: there's also injured. one thing that I should. Aye, well, there's also one thing I should add. While theoretically she can turn up anywhere tomorrow, she's in Mexico, uh, so, right. so that's a bit of a sticking point for to actually turning up anywhere. But theoretically, you she just the the, travel to the travel US is difficult
0: right now, Gary. That's, that's <laughs> a statement from a journalist. <laughs>
1: Well, but Yeah, I would think maybe the Charlotte Flair thing is, you know, it might force the hand of WWE to just take a risk, but they've got a load of other talent there.
0: Yeah. They've got this, this woman they were building called Shayna Baszler, who we haven't seen since, well, I don't even remember.
2: Bianca Belair.
0: Bianca Belair, yep. <laughs>
2: they've got plenty of, they've got a real rich depth of uh, female talent on that roster. I mean, I... I mean, I don't know why they would bother. I don't know why they would bother with the hassle that it's clearly going to cause, but maybe she's... Listen, maybe she's changed. Maybe she's a nice person now. <laughs> Moving on. Um, so WWE uh, have cancelled lots of plans to run shows with fans, funnily enough.
1: Yeah, there's, there's a bit of an odd update to this as well that's happened literally right before we came on air. Uh, so WWE were apparently planning on running shows with fans late July, so much so that they had a venue booked and dates in place. Um, Apparently Vince wanted them to run a live indoor show with fans at the 8,000 seat RP funding centre in Lakeland, Florida. So obviously not a million miles away from where they are right now. Uh, And that was meant to be scheduled for July 24th and 27th. So I mean, a month away, but a month isn't it? exactly a long time when you think of where we are right now. We're having no fans in the building. Um, but Dave Meltzer, again, favourite journalist, uh, reported that the plans were cancelled because of the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. Doesn't it take a <laughs> doesn't it take any kind of massive stretch of the imagination to know that that would be the reason for it. Um, but they'll continue to hold their tapings, obviously, at the Performance Centre on Full sale, um, And the update on this today as apparently a new show has been announced for Cleveland, Ohio in September. Really? Yeah, don't know if that's something that they'd already planned on announcing it, and maybe it's just not been cancelled before now, but that would be really weird. So I think they're maybe hoping for the best for September, which is obviously only a couple of weeks away from when they're still scheduled to come to the UK. Uh, It's meant to be the start of October for them coming to the UK. So, aye, uh, we'll see. Still three months to go, but... I wouldn't hold my breath.
2: SummerSlam doesn't look like it's going to be in front of an audience, that's for sure, does it? Yeah.
1: Well, uh, if, Again, if you think of that, it's only a month away from, well, this Ohio thing, because SummerSlam's August, I believe, middle of yeah. August, so. Yeah, yeah. If
0: yeah, you can yeah. get a bookie to take a bet, I would put money on the fact that SummerSlam is not going to be in front of a live
2: audience yet. Yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Um, and last week, uh, more coronavirus chat, um, with more people
1: getting it in WWE. So we just mentioned there that shows have been cancelled because of coronavirus, and obviously we mentioned last week the tapings kept getting cancelled, which Smackdown ended up having to be recorded on the day, and obviously, you know, they had a set amount of people there. A load of stories came out, and then there's now a reason why the stories have stopped coming out. So on uh, one day last week, the end of last week, we had Renee Young say that she had coronavirus, which... You know, Tony can put out a statement on John Moxley saying that John Moxley had been told to stay at home in Las Vegas, told to self-isolate and test, uh, you know, and then do whatever after he'd been tested. He said that uh, John Moxley had been in contact with someone who had been in contact with someone that had tested positive. After that, we didn't find out anything about anyone on screen uh, in an in-ring capacity. So it was Renee Young. Jamie Noble, Adam Pearce, and Kayla Braxton. Kayla Braxton was an odd one because she confirmed that she's twice, yeah, twice she's tested positive. Two really, time! Which a lot of us didn't think was possible. Yeah. Three more to get to Booker <laughs> A lot of us didn't think that was a... <laughs> but yeah, um, the, the thing that came out after that, uh, well actually what came out before that was that apparently up to two dozen people and rising was the number, but... WWE have apparently um, forbidden anyone now from revealing whether they are testing positive or not. So that might be why we've no held it in for anyone that's in an in-ring capacity. From, from what you can see, there's a lot less people uh, than there have been over the past few weeks. A few segments pulled for SmackDown in particular. A few people on Raw that weren't featured uh, this week that have been featured in previous weeks. So I think it's fair to say that a lot of people have tested positive and they're keeping it quiet. Uh, But yet, there's also um, Dave Meltzer saying that the wrestlers are apparently very unhappy, as you can imagine. A lot of them have chosen to stay at home. Most recently, Kevin Owens decided that he was going to stay at home. Do you know this? Sami Zayn, obviously, Roman Reigns. But apparently, um, and this was for Dave Meltzer, uh, no, no names mentioned. But apparently, talents believe WWE should shut down production because of the new cases. Yeah. I guess we'll see. Yeah, tapings are still continuing.
0: It. So. it doesn't sound like they were particularly responsible when you reported a couple of weeks ago they weren't actually testing everyone. Like after, I think, we were talking about the AW situation, and you just yep. automatically assume that WWE is, is as good, if not better. You know? <laughs> It was a legitimate surprise when we all found out they hadn't been testing.
1: Earlier today, Rick Bugs, who is a guy that I've mentioned that's in the crowd for all of these, the guy that for is always playing air guitar and stuff, he confirmed that everybody's being tested now. But still, it's, like, it's a bit too a little too, too late. To <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but it's it's not just them. No. It
2: just seems to be a blinkered approach from Vince McMahon. This seems to have directly come from the top from reading between the lines you know Vince is one of these guys that's always you know doesn't like weakness in people he hates the fact that he sneezes because he sees that as weakness so it seems that he's just not he's like oh it's just flu it's just flu it's a very this kind of a lot of a lot of Americans have taken that this one oh it's just just a bad flu you know that's obviously reaches the top of the White House you know Um, and it just doesn't you seem don't any- remember Vince's
0: connections to the top of the white Well,
2: House. Exactly. It's just not been taken seriously, and obviously, the, this is what's ha- that's what happens when you don't take something like the coronavirus seriously. This is what happens, and I mean, obviously, they're based in Florida, which is just a hotbed, you know. So it's it's a mess, it's an absolute mess. So it will be interesting, I think, in the coming weeks, depending on what happens there, I think we'll see, you know. Shows very similar to what we saw in SmackDown. Night think it's going to be best of getting wheeled out.
1: I had, uh, well, it's not even that. If you look at the the ratings that Undertaker's highlight stuff did, then why would you know? Here's your know, <laughs> archival footage. Um, sure. But I had, um, and again, I'm not going to mention a name. People can go back and find the tweet and uh, look through it. But I put out a tweet saying the one thing that you need to do here is commend AEW on how well they've done. And the partner of a current WWE champion, I uh, like the tweet. Nah. So, <laughs> so ah. that says a lot in itself. Um, I'm just sitting here trying to uh, work out who it was there. I uh, uh, there's only what 40 odd champions in WWE right now. I um, <laughs> no, I think there's 12. 12. Oh, 18, is it not? I think it's uh, 21 by, total. But,
0: but of course, Bailey's
1: two. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a partner of a uh, of somebody that's currently a champion. Liked the tweet, which I thought was quite interesting. Um, so yeah interesting stuff <laughs> there you go. Uh, apparently they're, they're, they're going to do double tapings of NXT on Wednesday
2: and double tapings of uh, Smackdown on Friday and Raw as well they're going to do double tapings so that might see them through but I I, I do think <laughs> they'll be looking at closing down potentially after that um, thank you very much for the news Gary
0: oh you've missed the very important story guys well sorry a very well, important story that happened quite recently Keith Slater is also teasing joining Impact Wrestling <laughs>
1: Hopefully, I'll have that exclusive next week.
2: (laughs) Okay, it's time to talk about the business end of this podcast when we talk about our Patreon. Now, you can get involved in our Patreon channel and get lots more content from Wrestling Daft. We've got Patreon tiers set up. We've got Tier 1 Cruiserweight Champion, $4 a month. Get that, and you'll get ad free versions of all episodes, early episode access, bonus content from the show. The full video version of this very podcast, so you can see our Wrestling Daft merch and all our funny backgrounds that we have on today. And you can vote on what you want to see on the list of Wrestling Daft as well. Get that at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. Tier 2 is Intercontinental Champ. $10 a month, about seven odd pounds. Uh, Get everything in the Tier 1 and you'll get a video version of the headline show Thrab and Gradle every week and you'll get invites to our Patreon pay-per-view parties plus bonus episodes once a month um, at the moment we've done us guys I've done an AEW report card uh, you also get up there chapter one of the Gradle story it's yourself chapter two coming soon um, here three is World Heavyweight Champion about $20 a month a bit more expensive when we get live shows happening you'll get free tickets for that but that might not be happening. Yeah, I'm every
0: week, John. I'm so
2: sorry. Every week, and I don't know why. I'm just, I'm just going to take it out for next week until we can actually do it. Uh, you get a free wrestling daft t-shirt of your choice. You have to be signed up for a minimum of three months to so get that, and plus the chance to come on this show as one of our marks. So if you fancy any of that stuff, check them all out: patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft, and we welcome you into the rockstar. Oh, we're not getting on our holidays this year, but you can imagine you're, you're on your holiday right now and join us on Fancy Booking Island as we basically come to this island and imagine what could be in the world of wrestling. This week, uh, it's myself and um, Gary that find ourselves stranded on the island as uh, Alex is out at sea there on the Wrestling Daft Raft.
0: Telling us. When did you merge the islands again? When did you stop the social distancing policy on Fantasy Booking Island? It's because okay, I was not consulted about this.
2: Right, it's okay. We're, we're on the beach together now. We're at other ends of the beach. We're socially distanced, two metres apart, lying on our sun towels, catching the rays. As you tell us what we should be booking this week, Alex.
0: Booking at John's favourite wrestler's new stable. Which yeah. is a keyword to Zawa, in case anyone has not figured that out yet.
1: Can we keep the name part separate and not in the time limit?
0: Yes, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. The name can be separate. You can introduce your name first and then present your book. Should we?
2: Here's a a concept. Should we do our bookings and then, once we've both done our bookings, reveal our names?
0: Okay, fair enough. If that's the way you want to play it, I'm
2: I'm more than happy. The way this this is going to work, then, we've got three minutes to book Tazawa's Ninja Army in the WWE and. we're going to flip it for see who goes first. Gary, have you got the badge with your face
1: on it? Which I do indeed. You can get a Gary badge at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash Gary Hyphen Cassidy. Hello, you can get the badges there. I do this thing where you do the buy me a coffee thing and I send you a badge. But you can get t shirts there. You can get t-shirts. You need to change that you need to change that link to Wrestling Gary so you can do your wrestling daft wrestling Gary. Yep. <laughs> Just delete the four letters. <laughs> right. Okay, so flip the badge, let's see who's going first. Uh, you can call it in the air if you want. Right, heads. Tails.
2: <laughs> right, do I go first or second?
1: I'll go first, because I think mine's going to be terrible. You right. seem so passionate about this hour that I think Under I'm losing mind. anyway. Right, okay, go for it. Right, two seconds till I get my own stopwatch up as well so that I don't run over. Uh, let me know when to go.
0: Away you go, sir, away you go. go.
1: Cool. So for me, Akira Tozawa right now is feuding with R-Truth. I think that's money, so let's keep that going for a little while and book it from there on. So we keep the rivalry going. The small ninjas, as they have been, keep getting beaten up. Uh, They're, you know, they're just getting absolutely jobbed out left, right and centre, while the big ninja is standing there doing enough to detract and let Tozawa keep the belt. The big ninja, though, gets distracted one week and Tozawa gets pinned for the title by R-Truth. So they fire the small ninjas, We never find out their identities. We have a match with Akira and the big ninja against the two small ninjas. They get written off TV forever. Um, We've then got Tozawa and the giant ninja just running roughshod over the roster. Uh, Not the main event scene, but everything under that. We've got Tozawa being the kind of sneaky heel and the giant ninja being the guy that carries him through everything. Meanwhile, Apollo and Lashley are feuding. Lashley wins the US Championship, you can see where I'm going with this already, uh, thanks to MVP. Tozawa enters a gauntlet match to win uh, a number one contendership for the US title. Of course he does, with the help of the giant ninja. Uh, so they're kinda heelish, but people really like Tazawa. so they're kinda borderline, they're not quite faces, they're not quite heels. Uh, and, you know, we've got the number one contender. We then have Lashley versus Tozawa with MVP in the giant ninja ringside. This, of course, does not end in a clean victory. Lana comes out and Lana tries to hit on the giant ninja to cost Lashley the match. It uh, does not happen. Uh, obviously, you know, a load of shenanigans happen. And Lashley ends up revealing that there's a faction. They come out and do a beatdown on Tazawa. It's MVP's faction of Lashley and Apollo Crews who has turned heel, and Shelton Benjamin. So they all beat down Tozawa. Ends up that the referee gets up. He's been knocked out in this process, I should have mentioned. Lashley gets the pin, but Tozawa, his feet were on the ropes. So we're getting a rematch. Rematch is made, but he has to overcome all obstacles. It is our favorite match, a lumberjack match. Um, They're socially distancing. (laughs) They're socially distancing. Um, But the only man that is acquainted with Tozawa in this match is the giant ninja. The rest are all, you know, MVPs, cronies, and MVP. Halfway through, when it looks like Tazawa is not going to get the win, the small ninjas return. Eagle eyes, people might notice they look a bit different, but the small ninjas return. Uh, they help Tozawa even up the odds, and Tozawa pins Bobby Lashley clean, becomes a new US champion to stand in the ring with Tazawa, the giant ninja, and the two small ninjas who unmask, and it's Ricochet and Cedric Alexander.
0: Damn. Oh scary I like that. You used a lot of untouched talent. I, I like that you, you pulled in the you pulled in the MVP stable and you even managed to get Ricochet and Cedric Alexander back
1: on a card. Just wait until I ruin it when I say my name after uh, John's done this. Right, no, i have got I think you've got this one because mine's just dead easy. Okay,
0: Alex. I did see at the start the minute he mentioned R truth that your face yeah. just kind of like broke a little bit, so I'm expecting a full R right. truth version from you.
2: Start the cork, Alex. Right, so as Gary says, Tazawa versus R-Truth is money. Now, you would think me being a big Tazawa fan, I would be booking him to the world title here. But oh no, that's not going to happen. We're going to keep him in the 24-7 challenge because I think we've got a lot of entertaining stuff to do there. Maybe after the 24-7, we might move him on, but we'll wait and see. So anyway, Our truth hasn't got the belt. It's his goal, his destiny to retain this belt you know, for the 120th time or what have you so tazawa has got the belt but any time R-Truth gets near him he can't because the ninjas just come out of everywhere to stop R-Truth pinning him so R-Truth's doing the whole thing of you know dressing up as referees being the cameraman trying to sneak into Tazawa's ninja lair to try and pin him
0: I was about to say you have to have him dressing up as a ninja at some point here John you kind of just completely missed that
2: yeah yeah so He's basically, he's he's trying to do all these ways to get the 24-7 title back. He just can't. He can't. So, basically, we then cut to, if you can't beat them, join them. We cut to scenes in Japan of R-Truth training to be a ninja. Okay? So there'll be, like, lots of cut scenes of, like, R-Truth going up at, like, in this Japanese dojo, speaking to this guy, very similar to the team dr. Shelby, but this is a ninja master who basically is training R Truth. So, R <laughs> off TV for a good couple of months, right? Training to be a ninja, but you keep getting on raw, these little scenes of R Truth training to be a ninja, which are going to be really entertaining. Then, suddenly, let's say, let's say, around Survivor Series, where pos- potentially. Tozawa's Ninja Army are booked in some sort of match at Survivor Series. Suddenly, the lights go black, and into the ring, drop our truth and a whole new army of red ninjas. So then we have the red ninja army versus the black ninja army for a 24-7 title, but it's not just any, anything. We cut to a whole cinematic kung fu extravaganza with kung fu movie mixed with almost like the power rangers and then this is all over the 24 7 title um big cinematic kung fu match eventually r-truth gets the pin gets the 24 7 title back with his red ninja army i was
1: praying you were gonna have funaki as r-truth's guru
0: you're
1: essentially doing the cruel tutelage
0: of Pi May, featuring our truth. I, I, <laughs> I li- wish- absolutely love it, John. I'm not gonna lie.
2: <laughs> What's that? I
0: absolutely love it. I'm not <laughs>
2: gonna lie. <laughs> I wish I'd thought of Finaki, though.
0: Right, okay. <laughs> You've <laughs> presented the perfect the perfect balance of like, serious booking trying to get superstars over and just nonsense. And I'm like, it's such an impasse of <laughs> which one to pick.
2: Right, Gary, go for your name. The names might decide it.
1: So I was gonna use one or two to annoy John. I was going for either Akira's Army or Tazawa's Triad, but I decided <laughs> to change my mind. Do any of you remember, before all this happened, what Tazawa's uh, catchphrase was, by any chance? Oi! No, eh, uh, ha! Ha! That was it. So I went for the Ha Foundation. Deleting those two <laughs> letters for the, the heart Foundation.
0: Uh, <laughs> I no would also honest. like
1: to point out that the triad is actually uh, Chinese, not German. Yeah, I know. that. That's another reason why I decided against it. I was yeah. just looking for the alteration. Because <laughs> yeah, oh, we all love alteration in this program.
2: Um, right. I'm sticking with my ridiculous on this. <laughs> I'm going to go for... Tozawa's mental ninja wrestlers, and they could sing it <laughs> on to the theme tune to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Tozawa's mental, uh, mental, uh, mental ninja wrestlers, Tozawa's mental ninja wrestlers.
0: that doesn't work. Um, I, I, I'll admit, I hated John's name until he sung it. But you've <laughs> sung it, and you've actually got You went to fuck one above a name, John, and you've given it a theme tune.
1: It's not even that. That's the ultimate sacrifice, because he's willing to sacrifice Tozawa's theme music to have that exactly and i i can't i can't
0: look past the segments of our Truth's trip to japan i just i just can't look past it i'm sorry gary but we have to give john for his greatest looking <laughs> ever the victory uh, it's a it's hundred times yes on that one hundred times yes
1: i would take it i feel like i was in a handicap match against john and akira tozawa anyway so i'll happily take that <laughs>
0: i'm afraid Gary, you were so ahead until he mentioned our truth takes his trip to japan and then i was like <laughs> And then he gave me the full Kung Fu extravaganza. He listened when I said that was the only part of that match that I liked. So he definitely... That was a sneaky decision, John.
2: Hey, I've won for once. So that's it for this week's Wrestling Daft The Marks. Remember to rate, review and subscribe on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. We're on twice a week now. Today I does on a Tuesday and with Rab and Grado on a Friday. Uh, Rab and Gredo, slightly different show last week. We were talking about the speaking out movement. We're back to normal this week, though. Grado is trying to, at the moment, as we speak, book Gail Kim. Right, and um, remember, if you want to get involved in our Patreon, you can do that, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. Uh, you can check out the video version of this podcast up there. Uh, before we go, guys, um, I thought we'd just have a look quick look over night one of fighter fest which is obviously kicking off on aew this week and um, looking down the card and alex coming to you we've got private party versus santana and ortiz and the uh, private party got Matt hardy on their side
0: yeah they've been doing the private party kind of like young uh hardy boys kind of angle so matt keeps appearing as the yeah. young hardy with them and um, I think they need to give it to Santana and Ortiz as those guys haven't had a win as a tag team in a while. They booked Santana quite strong this week, but thinking back to I can't remember the last time the two, they had a tag team win. And I think they need
2: private party are in the same kind of boat though, aren't they?
0: I think they've had a bit more exposure with the Matt Hardy stuff. I mean, there's there's then the secondary argument that they've been more exposed, so maybe they take the win.
2: Yeah. No. Um, also on the card, Jurassic Express versus MGF and Wardlow. Gary, what your take on this one?
1: Can't wait to see MGF and Jungle Boy in the ring again for a start. I think that is going to be absolutely amazing. Um, but for me, I think they need to keep building MGF. I know it's easy to give the, the faces a win, but, um, but aye, I can't wait to see uh, MGF and Jungle Boy. But just to seem to be the, the
2: nothing for MGF and Jungle Boy at the moment in terms of getting them into the TNT picture or even the, the, the big... Uh, championship picture um,
0: so uh, they're maybe building the TNT belt around Cody for a little bit to then drop it maybe to MGF because they can't just jump straight back into the Cody MJF yeah, or maybe I, uh, Cody turns heel in it's Jungle Boy
1: I think maybe it's probably the case that Cody should maybe just defend it against people that are never going to win that shouldn't they win for a while and then you know MGF is the guy that wins at first time, hopefully, hopefully.
2: yeah, yeah. Um woman singles match for the championship at Shida versus Penelope Ford. Keeping the belt on Sheeda, aren't they? I
0: have to keep the Shida I think it's really early
1: to drop it. Ford's
2: actually looked really good. I uh, yeah, I was gonna say that. I think she's looked really, really good.
1: And I mean, think Shida Oh sorry, I was gonna say Shida yep. keeps the belt until Britt, uh, Britt Baker comes back. I think that's and the way to go.
2: Um then we've got the TNT championship. It's uh, Cody versus Jake Hager.
0: I could I could see them putting it on Jake, but I don't think they'll drop Cody'll drop it this early. They might extend this out a little bit. I think maybe maybe something ropey will happen. It might not be a clean finish. And it's it's a hard one call.
2: Or Arn Anders? Is it maybe a, a turn in, another turn in the push towards Cody in a heel way? Who knows?
0: Maybe you could have Arn cheating for him without his like without him like um agreeing to it or something like that. I think there's gonna be something here. This isn't gonna be a clean finish. i Predict Cody keeping
1: it, but I think we should have Dustin Rhodes in Cody's corner and then Sean Spears come out and start a rivalry with Dustin Rhodes. That's a, a match we need to see more ask? of. <laughs> yeah, Sean that's Spears that
2: has been, hasn't been seen for a week. No. Well, after the whole Tully Blanchard
0: giving him the glove thing, yeah. <laughs> no, he was in, he was on, um, he was on, they showed a highlight of him on Dark uh, last week. And essentially, the, the point of the glove is that Tully's been slipping him like a metal pole that he holds while he punches right so oh so that's okay. that was the logic behind that they kind of they did explain that
2: okay i thought he was just gonna have the super glove that makes him an amazing wrestler and he would go on to win it. no he's just hiding he's <laughs> just hiding a weapon all right okay good uh and finally omega and Pangman page versus the best friends chuck taylor and trents
0: sticking right. with the booking of the best friends clean sweep sticking. Do, you think, do you think best friends are going to win I think best Aye. friends is going to win and Cassidy's going to be Jericho and I'm standing by that. I said it last week and I'm standing by it this
1: week. I'm less convinced on Cassidy-Jericho after how last week went now. Um, but for me, I think... that's classic
0: game of Cassidy was standing at the end so Cassidy... Yeah, yeah.
1: I am indeed. Uh, but I do think definitely uh, best friends are winning and I think we might see the heel, ter- heel turn happen here.
2: <sighs> Who's turning heel though? Omega or Hangman? Definitely, definitely oh, Omega.
0: Definitely Omega.
1: Uh, Hangman's the
0: He was going heel and now he's just kind of dead panned off into this kind of new, kind of just no-nonsense, I don't really give a
1: shit cowboy character. He's too likeable and I think Omega is, and I don't like saying this about Kenny Omega, but I think Omega and AEW is a bit stale in terms of the character and I don't like saying that about Kenny Omega, uh, but I think they need to do something with him to just change stuff.
0: And I think they've kind of ran the course with the Elite after they've done, well the Elite and AEW anyway, after they've done the Inner Circle thing, there's not there's not another big faction to do that with.
2: Yeah, break them up, break them up, move on. Oh, well, looking forward to that on Wednesday. We'll be watching that, and I'm sure Alex will have his take on it um, next week. Um, thanks very much for listening. Um, like I say, Robin and Grado back on Friday with the main show. Thank
1: you very much, boys. Where can we get you on Twitter, Gary? Uh, I am on Twitter at Wrestling Gary, so if you type in Wrestling Daft and follow Wrestling Daft if you don't already, and then delete four letters and uh, type in Gary, and okay. on there I will be making a fool of myself about NXT UK when we get the announcement that still hasn't came at this yeah. point. And definitely, follow <laughs> Gary, you'll get all. He, he's up. He watches every bit of wrestling and he does
2: Q and A sessions. And you, yeah, get you can go, go get... live
0: a lot during
1: the shows as well. That's a yeah. that's a new a new uh, update. Uh, I've been trying to do it half an hour before every show, but that kind of falls by the wayside, because I'm wa- watching Taskmaster sometimes. Uh, <laughs> just to lower the gimmick of only watching wrestling. And you'll get all the, re- the breaking wrestling news with him.
2: Me and Alex, however, you didn't even want to bother. you get pictures of Kat if you follow Alex. And where do- can we get you, Alex?
0: Uh, thirsty baboon. What I should do is just start doing bad Photoshop wallpapers every week, and just start posting that on my Twitter, so there's actually maybe a reason to follow. Do that.
2: Follow up, that. Up idea. and you can get me on at producer mark. we'll just get a lot of shite up there. Um, so thanks very much for listening. We'll see you next week. Until that time, keep marking out.
1: It's a new one. That might be the smoothest uh, end catchphrase ever. <laughs> <laughs> might be. Audio Frontier.